episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. What a smashing episode of Survivor 41. After Jeff left us off with a cliffhanger that would affect the course of the game, it was time to find out if we're going back in time or proceed as normal. And well, the results were extraordinary. Havoc was wreaked. It's time to talk all things Survivor 41, Jeff Sawtrap. And joining me on this wild implosion of relationships is the fabulous and aptly named Reese Havoc. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I love the introduction. Havoc was indeed wreaked. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Block Talk. I'm sure this is going to be the first of many you're going to be appearing on now. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. My favorite thing to talk about in the world is Survivor, besides myself. So, (laughs) Well, you're (laughs) a drag queen. That makes sense. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, um, I love Survivor too much, so much. And like, for me, whenever I get to meet someone who is in love with the show as much as I am. I'm like, Kindred Spirits, they're going to be my best friend. This is amazing. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you. This season in particular has reignited my both love and hate for Survivor. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it, I'm sure. It's, it's a season I'm very happy to be watching live week to week. Yeah, so I love to find out what my guest's history with Survivor is. So how did you enter the world of Survivor? Okay, I've always been like very Survivor peripheral. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, I was a Lost fan first. I know that sounds like I'm around about. I lost, I was obsessed. And so I always knew of Survivor, obviously. I didn't start watching though until quarantine, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't start watching until... March or April of last year, the first season I watched was Kagayan. Mm-hmm. The 28. Um, spoilers, Tony, uh, one of my favorite people of all time. Uh, Kagayan changed my life. I said, this is the best game ever. And then immediately spent all of quarantine, you know, on CBS All Access, rest in peace. The new, <laughs> new plus I watched every season I could got all my friends to watch got my family to watch and then like really over that winter uh like holiday time me and my sisters we just watch 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 watched and then they really got into it so now my whole family is like super fans um yeah it's it's such a great show and it's a really great show for families because you get to talk about the game and it's something to celebrate and have fun with and i'm sure you and your family all have differing opinions and favorite players oh totally absolutely now my introduction to you um because obviously everyone knows i work in nightlife i i i know all the drag queens though i've been out of town for a little bit right now so the new baby queens i'm still uh only meeting digitally uh, all five thousand of them um but i saw your uh performance um from miss barracuda when you did your survivor number and i was like okay this bitch is for real 
Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, uh, follow Reese on Instagram because it is an incredible number. How did you come up with it and how, what was the reception for it? Well, the theme for all of Miss Barracuda this year, hosted by Tina Burner and Sky Walker, who are both icons, uh, the theme was game on. So there were different challenges every week related to games. Uh, and for the finale, you could do, uh, it was talent, was the, mm-hmm. the challenge for the week. And we could do anything related to games. Um, so I instantly knew, I was like, we've done board games, we've done like video games. Like I have to do a game show and mm-hmm. none other than the ultimate game survivor. It just made sense. I started toying with a survivor number in my head a couple months ago, but I never performed it anywhere. Like I had my little garage bin file that I had like started playing around with stuff, but I was like, nothing felt like the right opportunity to bring out a survivor number. So when this came around, I knew I had to do it. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna be Jeff to start and I'm gonna have a torch. And obviously I'm going to use the Gleecast version of Survivor, I will survive. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see where it goes. And I was, I was nervous because I was like, if you don't know Survivor, like maybe this isn't, I tried to make it really accessible for anyone, but I was like, if you don't know Survivor, you're not gonna love it. But when I came out as Jeff and like had the tribal music going uh, and was in the blue and the cargo pants and had my torch and people were like screaming, I was like, okay, y'all, y'all know what's up. So. I was very grateful that like everyone could have fun with it. I was so happy. Yeah. I was really proud. Unfortunately, unfortunately for everyone listening, I did not win, which is devastating. But I do have to say that Miss Poverty Shallow herself commented on my uh, video I posted of the performance and said, second time's your charm, which absolutely made my life, made my day. There you go. So I said, if Harvey Shallow wished me well, then like, then anything is possible. There you go. I mean, it, for me, it was the reveal. When I saw that reveal, I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're good. This is, this is an amazing number. Also, you're a skinny bitch who can put a fucking buff around your body and make it work. <laughs> so fuck you. Yes, but- but I did have a nip slip though. So I was like, oh my gosh. I was like on challenges. My, uh, they, how do they do it when they I'm always curious I always am like what would I do as you know if I was on Survivor where would I put my buff most important question before game exactly. play, like is it a bandana moment <laughs> is, it, is it a bracelet am I doing the yep. tube top who's to say the tube top works it's fun well <laughs> we're on episode seven of this really strange season it's crazy because usually by this point where we're like probably in the day day 20 something we're only on like day 13 14 um but watching it it doesn't feel that way for them it's it, it's a faster game for us i feel like we're just going through the paces i feel the same way i at first when they said is it 26 days 29 days uh, who's to say i when the first jeff said that at the beginning i was like okay like uh, I guess it's not the game I know, but right. it, for for the viewer, I feel like it hasn't affected my mm-hmm. my personal experience of watching it hasn't it hasn't affected gameplay so much. But until the first time I really realized it was when they were at the merge, and they were like, "Oh, it's day 12. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "You don't know these people, right? No, I I after twelve days, like you don't know. It, you're not as starving." You haven't mm-hmm. wanted it so bad. You're not so burnt out. 
the stakes, the stakes are lower. But yeah. that's interesting because people are playing this game this season as if the stakes are higher than ever out the gate. Yeah, I mean, they are really, we're really seeing them uh, play this fast paced game. Um, and yeah, this episode, we're, we're going to discuss it when we get to it. We're going to f- see if all these twists and turns that Jeff threw in here, were they worth it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe everything I've said up until this point in the podcast, I was wrong. I don't know. We'll find out. Listeners, keep listening. But we get a previously on sequence, and I don't know how many years it's been since we've had one. Obviously, this is here to remind the viewers of where all the idols are, where the advantages are, and who the relationships we need to be reminded of. It's a nice montage to set us up for the drama that we are about to witness. So we're going to head over to see Erica. It is raining, it's pouring, and Erica ain't snoring because she is stressed on what to do. It is night 13 leading into day 14, and the game is about to take a massive turn once she decides if she's going to smash it or not. She came into the game where even the hardest day on Survivor would be a dream come true. Last night was the first time where she thought she might not be able to pull it off. She's becoming the most authentic version of herself. I hate when they say this shit because I'm like, really, are we doing this because you need the sound bites or do you actually feel that way? Granted, if I were ever on the show, I probably would be the same fucking annoying person. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much I believe. Michael, I had the exact same thought. The minute that, the minute Erica said, she was like, I'm going to mess up that. I said, girl, it's day 12. You, you've seen the same to me from the outside. Uh, Even, I feel like she's still someone who doubts, doubts herself. That's the vibe I get from her. A doubter in every decision she's made. Yeah. Um, And we even see her make that many decisions this season. Because she hasn't had to. She was salty on Twitter. Ooh. She kept sharing memes I saw where she was like, I bet you're all wondering where my screen time is. I bet you're all wondering where my screen time is. Uh-uh. Well, bitch, you, you, you got your screen time. <laughs> well, she goes on to say that it's the first chapter in this new book where she is going to realize the true depths of her strength and who she is. She's got a decision to make, and it's going to be a hard reset. No matter what, there will be people upset with her and it could land her on everybody's hit list. But the reality is she has no idea what is ahead. Trust whatever she does will be the best route for her. So the other 11 will show up to the challenge where they await Erica's return of living alone. Um, They applaud her and yeah, she is anxious AF. Uh, You could tell she was probably shitting in her pants a little bit. (laughs) If I were her... Listen, I, and we'll get to it. I do think she made the right choice. Oh, yeah. Although, so Jeff t- oh, go ahead. I, the, just the pressure of, I mean, I feel like the hardest position to be in is in, in the sense of the show as a whole. Like, I'd be thinking about everyone watching because the twist is so, the twist is controversial. Let's say that. You have oh, the whole pressure of, of the show on you as well as just this decision for you in your game. Right. And as I said it last week on the podcast, the second that Jeff like nudged her and being like, you can make history. It was like, Erica, if you do not do this, you are never coming back to the show. Do this, make a TV moment. So she knew what she needed to do, but Jeff tells her she's the big story because just living alone for two nights is a big emotional event. She said she was crying, trying to strike the Flint. She says she loves everyone there, but she can't help think 
The game is moving without her, and she that should have been a clue, number one, of what was to come. Jeff tells her and the other kids that while she was out there, she had arguably the biggest decision in the game so far. She says she had the opportunity to go back in time and change the events of history. She tells them that she had a special visitor, and no, it was not John Cochran who gave her an hourglass, and she had to decide what she wanted to do it with it. No, no, it was Jeff. And he's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're jumping ahead of my script. Slow down. Let me make clear what this insanity is. He tells them that if she decided to change history, Evie, Sydney, Nasir, Ricard, Deshaun, and Danny would no longer have immunity. They would have to compete in the immunity challenge, and one of them would be voted out. Erica, who the fuck is Heather, Tiffany, Liana, Shan, and my baby boy Xander would not compete, and they would be safe from the vote at Tribal Council. So what did our little Filipino girl do? Well, we get a flashback to Exile, and she says it will make or break her game, but at least she's playing for her. She smashes it, changes the course of history. I, like, knew she had to do it, but I absolutely did scream and scare the crap out of my dogs when I screamed yes, because I was like, so exciting. It's exciting. We've never seen this happen before. It was really exciting. It was inevitable. And yet to see it actually go into motion, such a thrill. And it was so iconic. I love anytime Jeff has to step in when people people don't come in and like deliver their lines right. <laughs> and Jeff is like, wait, 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 wait. we got to make this comprehensible. Right. Um, for me, it was the look of defeat on some of those cocky faces. It was so rewarding. I'm not going to lie. Uh, some of those men were like, are you kidding me? Come on, that's the game. It was, it was so that that immunity challenge in particular, the way the random tribes were, or the teams rather, shuck out were very A team B team in terms yeah. of uh, physical strength. Uh, Absolutely. So that, it was really, it was cool to see like the macho team get the rug pulled out from under them. Is it fair? Uh, well, that's the big question. You know, drop the four, keep the one, as we've been told. But I guess Jeff, Jeff didn't really lie. Jeff, he, it makes good TV. I get it. In this season, there's just been so many twists, so many twists and turns. I'm like, what is, what, what, what is one more at this point? I feel like there is such a big crossover of viewers who not only watch Survivor, but they also watch Big Brother. And this is totally something that they would pull on Big Brother. So for me, this is like not unexpected, a little new for Survivor. But yeah, if you watch Big Brother, you're like, yeah, Julie Chen's pulled crazier crap than this. This is all good. This is fine. We find out that Erica has a twin that's also been secretly playing (laughs) the game the whole time. Oh my God. Uh, Listen, honestly, switched out. Island. After these twists this season, I was like, Jeff really is trying to do his best Big Brother and Drag Race bullshit and try to get an Emmy. He really wants a fucking Emmy this time around. Well, he he deserves one, and he obviously, I mean, he's he has his Emmys for Survivor, but the fact that he's not on the nomination list year after year after year, yeah, let alone a win. Jeff is the best reality show host. Period. He Don't goes, tell RuPaul that. I will. I will. I, will, I RuPaul would agree. I'm sure. <laughs> Jeff is able to form a very earnest 
like empathetic connection with these people, these strangers of life. And that's what's cool to me about Survivor. Like in contrast from Drag, drag Race, for example, is like these these people really come from all walks of life. That's what's cool about it. Yeah. Um, instead of a yeah. niche community and the way Jeff is able to like mentor them. Yeah. Emotionally, I think is really cool. Well, Jeff has them drop their buffs because they no longer have a spot in the merge tribe. Deshaun says this is not the game he's used to, but Jeff said this is season 41 and nothing's going to be the same. Maybe this is the new survivor. Erica gets the buffs and hands them out to the other five. And Xander's Angels are guaranteed a spot in the final 11. So we have seen this challenge before. And honestly, this is a challenge that I think Bottoms would easily excel at. And well, maybe my theory is fact, but we'll get to the results in a second. Um, Using only their feet, they will pull a rope that will drop blocks into a basket. They will then have to stack them in a circle and put a flag in the middle. First to finish will win the immunity necklace. How would you do in this challenge? I don't have any core strength. I'm also a top, so I would do very poorly in this challenge. <laughs> uh, I My core strength, I would call one tick above average. Okay. Uh, so give me a six out of 10 on the, right. Not bad. the, the ab strength scale. Uh, unfortunately, I do have the patience and the focus of a two-year-old child lacking any sense <laughs> object permanence and the sheer frustration and with the stakes I think would make that challenge just absolutely a miss for me yeah I wanted to see Evie take the win so bad oh my gosh I wanted to see her take the win well it is pretty even to start but it's Evie and Sydney who are off to the fast start um for those who have a foot fetish you clearly look forward to this challenge every time they play it because there's a lot of close-up on the feet Anyway, Harley, <laughs> Sydney, Evie, Ricard, and Deshaun are on the third level, and they are in it to win it. And it looks like it's coming down to Evie and Sydney, but out of nowhere, Ricard just surpasses them as the other two knock down their blocks as they are trying to get the flag in. Ricard will pull it off and win immunity. So, is my theory right? Is he a bottom? I'm sure he has been uh, a, li- a few times in his life. So, theory stands. <laughs> Everybody goes, everybody will vote, but only Evie, Sydney, Deshaun, Nasir, and Danny can receive votes. It is the individual portion of the game, so Jeff knows that the shot in the dark will likely be used. That means there are 12 scrolls, two of them are safe. It is still one in six odds. Erica says there are there is no hiding, and she has to take ownership of what she did, but will she even appear in the rest of this episode? No. Oh. Literally, no. I was like, you just had the biggest Survivor moment this season and you still don't get screen time? You are useless. Yeah, I guess she was, she did have immunity and because, you know, Tribal was so tumultuous, we didn't have to worry about her. But I was like, yeah. where, where is she with the tribe? That was what was so interesting to me about her decision is she's likely on the bottom of whatever new configuration she finds herself in. Is she just going to be the next to go? I hate to say, may she prove me wrong, but I don't foresee immunity uh, challenge wins in her future. 
So I'm very interested to see what, what becomes of her. Yeah. Well, it's time to find out who's about to scramble and freak out, and the lines are tr- truly about to form. Ricard is congratulated, but really the talk will turn to Erica on Exile. She says it was a character-building ex- experience. And Liana feels amazing uh, thanks to Erica. She's safe and still has her knowledge as power advantage. Will she use it? Well, she says it's tricky because she has to ask the right person the correct question, and she just, she just can't wait to use the power. Oof, ooh, uh, Liana, you are one of those people who's on Survivor and is going to eat your words. <laughs> Danny is going to be a bit of a sore loser and forget that this is a reality show and not the NFL. Rules really don't matter. It's not in your contract. You play by whatever rules the show wants to throw at you. He says he worked hard on the challenge and it's really tough for him to process what happened. Deshaun is like, I don't want to hear it, bro. But Danny is like, we drew rocks. There was a winner or loser. The prize was feast and immunity. This is a game, but it's just not, he's just not wired that way. He's, he's so bro I really love Deshaun and Danny. They are so refreshing to like see on my screen playing Survivor mm-hmm. and they play so honestly and with yeah. such a level head that for me as the viewer is just so exciting to watch people that feel distinctly like 2021 playing without any like conceit of themselves being on a tv show or being on like a reality competition they are like here to play survivor where they are and it's so cool to watch (laughs) the way they were like this isn't fair but whatever iconic i I can't wait to see more of them i want more screen time from them so congrats to them for getting rare screen time because they have (laughs) never been to tribal Deshaun knew that Jeff had tricks up his sleeve, so fair or not, this is how the chips fell, and they have to figure out a way to respond to it. Ricard, with Shan, Sydney, and Deshaun, Danny floats out the idea of Nasir having the idol, so he thinks it should be Evie. Would Xander use the idol on Evie? Shan and Sydney are like, no. Deshaun has five options, but Sydney, Ricard, and Danny are tight with him. Nasir is his Luvu, and then there is Evie. They talked about working together when they went on a journey way back when, but people are seeing that they're a threat. So if they want to get Evie out, let's just do it. I also just want to note for the listeners that since filming, Evie has now identified as non-binary. So please no one come for Deshaun or anyone else with the pronoun selection on the island. That was what they said on the island. So that's just how it is. Um, We love Woke Survivor. It's fun. I am happy for the changes that have been made. I, will, yeah. I think, like, this this season, the cast is truly one of my favorite casts in a very yeah. long time. The Something that I feel like got confused in, in their reapproach is giving so much of a context of where they come from. Uh, yeah. And the way it plays feels a little um, cliche with the flashbacks of their home lives, but yeah. but who they are as people are all so, so interesting. And I'm just, I, I'm so excited that finally, like we are seeing so many real kinds of people playing survivor. Yeah. Uh, it feels to me much more like the life that I know and the people. Yeah. That it, it really is a, a good intersection of what America is. 
Um, and yeah, I, I think for me, I, I've said it many weeks already that the flashbacks are just not really working for me because I don't want to be emotionally manipulated. Let me hear their story and let me decide how I'm going to feel. I don't need to see pictures to like tell me how I'm supposed to feel, but it's a very drag race thing to do. So uh, Viacom was like, make drag race things happen on your show. And Jeff's like, fine, we'll do that. But yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's a really cool cast because they are real people. Yeah, there are some attractive people, but they're not like models that were pulled off of Instagram and thrown on the show and have no idea what they're doing. Exactly. These people know the show. Well, Danny says things got crazy to Liana. He tells her that they want to put everything on Evie. He says if Evie's gone, Xander can do nothing to her. Liana doesn't think Evie is dangerous. And Danny's like, you're going to need to convince a lot of people not to vote for them. Liana knew that she would have to take out Evie, but not this soon. She is ready to turn the tides, move away from Yasa, and work with Shan, Danny, and Sean. But Evie has been with her since day one. So we have Shan pitching to Liana that Evie is not 100 with her, but 100 with Xander. They glue Xander and Tiffany together, and Liana just has to be the first one to spill blood. Liana will tell Shan that her and Evie have different logic to the game. When she wants to strike, Evie wants to play it cool, so she feels more connected to Shan. The two worlds cannot coexist, but she came out here to make her own decisions. Liana is going to come into Liana and be her own person and pin on her big girl pants, but don't get too excited. One massive fatal flaw from the last episode is about to bite you in the ass. And more on that shortly. So up until this point, not going ahead quite yet, how did you feel about the edit and the conversation we're hearing out of Liana? I was, first of all, the acting that everyone was putting on I have to I'll give out the Tony Awards I'll give out the Oscars I'll give out the Emmys they were doing a pretty good job in my opinion I I really was like where are they and maybe that's me ignorant Mm -hmm. viewer but I was I was believing sort of the gameplay Liana is one of my favorite players from episode one my second favorite player of the season yeah okay um so I have I have been excited in her journey since then. I like I that initial love has prevailed, but her own uh, analysis, like of herself as a character in the show, playing the game, is <laughs> I think disconnected from her actual performance. Uh, yeah. For her to say that she likes to play it cool, I was like, girl, you have not played it cool <laughs> one time this whole entire season i think she she seems hell bent on using this idol mm-hmm. uh, i mean not the idol but taking the idol immediately um and it feels to me like she could have reconfigured into uh a stronger a stronger base before she started trying to steal that idol but i especially because she wasn't in danger of going home um right so but she she's she needed to make that move. I don't know what was the impetus for that, but she said, I'm using it tonight and no one can convince me otherwise. I, I, I really think that Erica's decision did play a huge factor in how Liana had to now play the game. I don't think she was planning on turning this quickly, but because the options were so limited with the new alliance she had formed, she has to go along with it because she is the numer- numerical minority here. So if they all say Evie, she can't convince them all to change. So 
Yeah. She's in a, she is a rock in a hard place, but Xander is going to tell Tiffany the situation. He, her and Evie are rock solid. And if it is on Evie, he's playing his idol on them. Evie comes over looking for a hug and he tells them that they're his big sister. And if they're out of the game, they are also out of the game. So the idol is for her. Evie cries knowing their back is against the wall, but tears of gratitude. Would they have done it for Xander? No. I, I really doubt it, but I find Xander's love and commitment to Evie in this episode so endearing. I found it, yeah. I found it really kind of moving, uh, especially during Tribal. Um, Xander's place in the game is probably for me one of the most exciting things about the oh, season. Yeah. Uh, because like you said, his, his trust and his alliance feels to me so much stronger than his alliance's trust in him, right. uh, especially in the way that it flipped so, so early in the season. Uh, so I'm excited to see where it goes because he, he has puppy dog faith in them. I love it. He, he sure does. So Xander wants to take out one of the super tight three of Nasir, Danny, and Deshaun. They think they can work with Sydney, so they'll put their aim on Deshaun. Evie and Deshaun did go on a journey and wanted to work together, but his social game is dangerous. Evie says there is a complication as they learn that Liana never told Evie about. We flash back to Tiffany and Evie walking at night with Tiffany telling Evie about the knowledge of power. <laughs> then we see Evie telling Xander, who is shocked, cue that picture behind me with that open mouth. And I was like, ha we're going to screenshot that. Um, and Xander is right about Liana and not being trustworthy. Xander is a shark with a fin at the top of the water. Liana is down below. Liana has moved on to Shan. She is not Yasa strong. Mm. Xander knows with Liana's advantage, she could steal his advantage, which is a curveball, and she can take it before he plays it. Now, like I said earlier, we're going to talk about the fatal flaw from last episode. This is why that fatal flaw has turned my six-episode winner streak of Leon, of Shan into someone who may no longer even be in contention to win. If Shan did not ask Liana about her advantage in front of Tiffany last week, none of this would have happened. The dominoes would not have fallen, and no one but Shan would have known about Liana's power. Shan may have not only tanked her game, but also Liana's. I have never seen one off comment make such an impact on how the game is about to play for the rest of the season. I was yes. shocked. Especially the way that it put Tiffany in a more of a powerful position. Uh, it made Tiffany more of an interesting player for me to watch. Uh, the fact and Shan, I, I don't think Shan even really knew in the moment that the effect no, of course that not. that would have. Uh, she has been playing very hard, and I've been waiting for it to catch up with her since episode mm -hmm. one. Uh, yeah. And it's worked for Tony. Uh, so we, we will see. Right. And that's the thing. I don't know if Shan has the bite that Tony has, because Tony could get away with a lot more things than I think Shan is going to be able to not because of her background and being more a person of faith, just because Tony was a wild card and Shan is a little more level-headed. But you want to talk about a loose cannon, 
Tiffany, I would not want to play with that woman. I would get her out the first chance to get because she literally cannot be trusted. She just did that. I mean, if I were Xander and Ellie, I'd be like, what else has she done? Has she done anything for to us? Well, she was smart during tribal too. When she yeah. when she put it on put it on Xander to mm-hmm. make the decision about whether or not she was going to play that idol, I said, Oh, Tiffany, genius move. Yeah. That way you keep trust with both people. If it falls through, you can still get those jury votes. She knows what she's right. doing. Tiffany and I I wrote her off as a player Me at too. The of the game. Her personality, like that's who I would be immediately drawn to in terms of like hanging out. Uh, in terms of a player, she is a loose cannon. It's amazing to me though, speaking of Shan, because Shan also my winner pick since day one. Every week mm-hmm. I'm like winner, winner, mm-hmm. winner, winner, winner. If, and it seems so, and you know, the edit, take it into consideration. If I was not playing with her, I'd be like, she needs to go. Absolutely. I, what's Because they've spent so much time with the twist, it's like, I don't know how everyone feels about each other. Like, how right. is everyone feeling about Shan? Do people trust her as a leader? Do people even think she is a leader? I, to me, she's she's main character. My eyes Absolutely. her. So Absolutely. I just, that, that's my, in all these twists, I feel like, the twists themselves don't disrupt my experience of the show so much as, but they do take valuable time away from seeing the relationships that mm-hmm. makes Survivor so interesting. So Jeff, if you're I listening, agree. put that on your whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Scramble Island coming about. Ricard talks to Erica, Nasir talks to Deshaun, Danny talks to Sydney and Xander, and Danny is like, one of mine or one of yours is going. So Xander says Danny has been only honest, so he's going to be honest and tells him Evie is going to be safe. Now, listen, we have seen players have this comment before and we watch it blow up in their face. I was terrified for my baby boy right there. I was like, oh, no, I don't want Xander to look like a fool. But he notes that there are all these advantages to keep track of. Thanks to the previously on. His idol is public information, so he doesn't care who knows, but Liana has the power and no one knows about it. So he tells Danny and Sydney, oh, and she kept it from us. Crazy, right? At first, I was like, Xander, what are you doing? Don't play all your cards. But then I was like, well, if he appears to be an open book, if he tells you nothing, then you won't think he'll be doing anything. And bam, he could blindside you later um, because he's just an open book. Is Xander becoming an elite survivor player in one episode? Kind of looks like it is. Uh, I'm interested to see where the rest of his games go. His his game goes because he's revealed his cards, uh, you know, in his fake idol making uh, and the stunt that he pulled as a very dangerous player. Uh, yeah. It was an iconic move. It, it was. was an iconic move. I will give it to him down. Yeah. Where will his game go? I the path to a win will be will be challenging. Absolutely. Well, everyone will know Liana is playing hard, so it's let's just cause some paranoia. Danny tells Liana about Xander playing the idol and that he knows about the advantage, and Liana's mouth drops. She's fucked. Thank you, Shan. <laughs> Liana takes Shan to read the note, and they realize, wait, what if he gives his idol to somebody else? 
Chan does not think he'll give it to Evie. Leon is like, they are so smart. You bet your ass their mind is in there thinking that they'll get the idol. So Liana joins Evie and Xander on the ground in their previously started idol swatch room. Liana finds out from Aunt Xander he will play it for Evie. We watch Xander put the idol in his pants and you bet your ass I was like, drop the shorts, what else are you packing? <laughs> anyway. No, uh, no. <laughs> Evie, knows, Evie knows that Liana just wants to make sure that Xander has the idol so she can steal it from him. Evie will tell Liana that Xander wants the moment and won't physically give Evie the idol. Very smart move because up until this point, Liana thinks Xander is just a, just a cocky bro. Mm-hmm. Now we have the game of telephone going from Liana to Deshaun, who is the target from Yasa. Deshaun is now in a vulnerable position. So he's like, wait, can we like vote together? But it has to be on Sydney. It's the only way I can save myself. <laughs> Shan tells Deshaun to calm down and trust their core four. Liana assures him that she will take Xander's idol and they will then be the most powerful people in the game. Don't say those words. That's not good for TV. Sydney is now going to ask Xander if anyone is gunning for her and he tells her she's fine. She's a little worried if it goes her way. So why is not she exactly worried? Well, she's so self-obsessed and obviously everyone is going to want to gun for her. She's like, screw these people and I'll deal with the repercussions later. Have you ever met anyone like Sydney before? Do you know I, Sydney? I, I do not really know any Sydneys. I will be completely honest with you. That being said, I really only, I feel like I didn't get to know Sydney until this episode. Uh, and I, you know, reading her exit interviews, I was like, she is oh. an icon. She, where is she from? She, I'm not she, sure. I'm not sure where she's from. Oh my God, I got to She's from, I was like, she seems like she's from LA. She's from hey, LA. Hey, hey. She that gives mad sense. LA vibes, but now she lives in Brooklyn. Come to a show, Sydney. Uh, yeah, invite her. The, the, I mean, me saying, I don't know anyone like Sydney. That means I'm probably the Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> That, hey, you never know. I, I was going to say, well, welcome to nightlife. Maybe you'll meet those people because I sure the hell know them. <laughs> anyway, Liana will tell Sydney to trust her that she will know before the vote that she is safe. Lock it in. Liana can't wait to take the idol from Xander because he underestimated her for so long and she had to feed his ego. Tonight, she is transforming into the confident kind of badass player that's willing to make that move like Sandra or Parvati, the women she looked up to. Well, hope you don't eat those words later. And I hope those ladies message you and be like, you're not like us. Oh my gosh. I would be, listen, obviously I love Sandra and Parvati till my dying day. You will not catch me anywhere near a camera comparing myself to them. <laughs> exactly. All it's right. Like the guys who are always like, I'm going to be the next Ozzy. I'm going to be the next Rob. Yeah. Yep. Next Malcolm. All right. Jeff is not breaking the fourth wall, thankfully, and he thankfully got a haircut. Someone finally gave him a haircut because that mullet was not looking cute. It was getting like a wet rat. And he got his voice back. I was so happy. He did. He's been kind of sick. I was like, oh gosh, not Jeff with... Can you imagine? Who, what, would they, what would they have done? Who's going to host the show? Julie Chen. <laughs> so for those who haven't been able to tr go to Tribal, six to be exact, they get their torch and they get to do the thing um, that everyone else gets to do, put their fire, the torch in the fire. Yeah, so one of those people um, that didn't get to do it yet was Heather, 
who literally was not involved in a single conversation at camp. She was not present at all. When, I mean, the first I even heard of Heather was her only scene in the entire show so far where she couldn't do a challenge. Uh, And we haven't heard from her since. Of course, I'm keeping her around. Uh, If she makes final three, I'm going to be so angry. Well, why not? Exactly. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. You drive. Why get rid of her? Why? Now, the one thing that I am confused by is, as you mentioned, all of Sydney's exit interviews, she was hating on Heather. Oh my God. What, what, What happened? When I read, they were like, and Heather, no comment. The no comment heard around the world. I was riveted. And Dalton Ross was like, what do you mean no comment? And she was like, oh, she's just always just talking about herself, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, I want to see that. I want right. to see the villain side of Heather. The Sydney Heather rivalry storyline, I would have lived for. Yeah. Well, I said um, I had a couple people comment um, when I uh, posted who the fuck is Heather. Um, this was the winning a, a comment from Lindsay K. Caitlyn Jenner's inspo pick. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Not wrong. Anyway. Loki kind of beautiful. I yes. I are her hair stunning. I mean, I, I there was a time in uh, that I used to rock those visors back in the early 2000s. Oh, absolutely. And if you're asking about people that I know, I know Heathers. I yeah. I grew up with Heathers. Where are you from? I'm from North Carolina originally. Okay. That makes sense. That checks out. All right. So Danny has played in some pretty big arenas, and this one is easily top five. You walk in, you don't know what to expect, and people you're going against are in your face. Sydney says it's a miracle to have them all on her beach because she was craving something different at this point. She's just enjoying the new personalities. She really thinks she's safe. She's she's just like there and be like, ah, this is fun, cool. She I she was shocked how safe she was she was like oh girl i'm happy for the change of scenery i said you are in for a rude awakening absolutely liana said the pace picked up in five minutes it's crazy and undescribable and i i think it is one of those experiences where you have to be there to feel it um because literally it was like they said congratulations they welcome back erica and everyone split off Mm. that must have been a whirlwind that's what's so unique about Big Brother is that you can mm-hmm. see the play in real time in these conversations. Yep. I mean, in these Survivor episodes, we are missing so, so much Absolutely. Of, of that, especially in this where everything was flipped on its head and people are having to vote out someone that like they did not even know mm-hmm. up until two seconds ago. Um, and some people have never been to tribal at all, period. Yep. Um, most of them now up for elimination. So it's it's a lot of balls in the air. And absolutely I feel like everyone should have everyone should have been. Everyone should always happen. feel like they're not safe. Everyone should you should never feel super comfortable and Jeff, at least expose it. Yeah, they're always like, Jeff, I am always on alert in this game. Because the minute you let your guard down, that's when they'll get you. Absolutely. 
So Tiffany shares the madness looks like 12 people who have no idea who to trust, want to believe that they trust the people they know, and this is part of the game that is Survivor. Tiffany knew Erica would be coming back with something. They just didn't expect it to be that. They didn't think it was going to be that big. Shan mm. reminds us that this season has so many advantages and the shot in the dark, um, you don't even know what someone is carrying with them. And then they cue the camera pan to Xander and Evie. She says, she goes on to say, numbers only go far. It's only about relationships and the journeys you went on. The Sean came in bashing, um, basing his game on social dynamics. It's now getting complicated when you feel secure and you become one of five people who could go home. He just wishes more value could be put into his social game. And that's him being a little whiny baby there. But Evie shares that her name a thousand percent is out there with the four being from the same tribe. It's on her. But she's feeling okay because she's got her jungle little Rosander. Mm. And now things are going to get a little interesting. Ricard talks about Xander's little secrets, which I actually hope is a quite big one. But he says this. Xander is now about to whip it out. Was I the only one being like, what are you about to do, boy? Like, why are you whipping this thing out? This is not a smart move. But Xander says it's no secret that he has the immunity idol. After there were phrases that were said, he earned it. Xander says it has been a burden at this point, so he's happy to give it away. Is he playing right into Liana's hand? What is going on here? Now, you kind of alluded to it earlier about Jeff, like, talking about his script and going places. Jeff goes straight to Liana because he knows of what is going to happen. So he's like, fuck everybody else. We're, we're, we're making this tribal go along a little faster. He says to her, he's not only willing to use it, he's willing to get rid of it. She will say that idols change everything in the game, and one way to show that you really have a strong relationship is by using your idol on someone you trust to protect. She'll say, as a Yasa member, it's something they hold dear to their hearts, and no Tiffany will make quite the face that basically reads, what, bitch? <laughs> I lived that face that was so amazing. I was like, oh, you, you have no idea. All right, so. Evie will say that the interesting thing about idols this season is they knew Xander didn't have a vote for a long time and they weren't going to let him go because he didn't have a vote. And it's a relationship they built in the game, which obviously we know was not really true. It's a change in the narrative because of the situation. I thought the exact same thing. I said, everyone, yeah, good press agents they have. Good. <laughs> the song will be like, Evie, love you, but you told me pretty much everything that was happening on Yasa. Someone's just trying to save their ass. That he moment shocked me to yes. my core when he called. I had that, to do that. That's when I gasped because I, because Evie's perfect little game right yep. then and there. So he knew Xander had an idol before he met him in the game. And that was because of Evie. Evie is playing both sides. Xander gives a glance and didn't know Deshaun had that information, but he knew Evie the longest and figured he could trust them the most. Okay, so at this point, I was like, oh, my God, Xander, he's getting a little upset. What is he going to do here? For a second, Liana, I thought that Xander yeah. might not play it. Might not play it. Yeah. And that was going to be a shock to me. Yep. Liana is like, Evie and Xander's relationship is super strong, which is why I'm playing my advantage. Liana will share with the group how it works. So it's now time to ask the question. Xander looks freaked out, and I'm freaking out. What is going to happen? Liana is going to ask Xander if he has an idol 
He looks terrified. Evie is scared. Does he have an idol? No. But Liana can have the fake one. Oh, give this boy an Oscar for that acting job. What a fake out. Yeah. Were you prepared? Did you think this was going to happen like that? Oh, I was gagged at every moment leading up that Mm -hmm. I I just, I feel like I got my gag, my gasps and my awes out of the way. So I really was not expecting Mm-hmm. the fake idol i knew that someone had it i thought they were gonna go for a 50 50 chance thing and i was like oh well evie has it did i expect what was to come next i can't no nope, me too, that I, me too. I can't i and you know some i'm sure someone out there is like i saw it coming the whole time right, right. good for you you look happy and healthy not me <laughs> all right so liana and shan are defeated they're like what the fuck did we just do how did we fuck this one up so bad so it's time to flashback. And to be honest, this is one of the few flashbacks I'm most actually here for. Um, Xander tells us right before they left for tribal, he gave his extra vote and idol to Tiffany. He keeps the clue and his fake idol he had been working on for weeks as a decoy. Liana wanted to play her vantage and wipe that grin off his face. Little does she know he was going to do it right back to her. This is one of those things where you can't read a book by, his, by a cover. Xander looks like a surfer bro. He looks kind of dumb. He's a fucking genius. He is so smart. Xander, I, 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 I don't know if I've been proven genius yet. Definitely great. I'm player. a little biased, clearly. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I can tell you are. You're. You talk about Xander the way I talk about Michello. Uh, Xander, definitely a great, a great player. Uh, yeah. His circumstances have have forced him to to make a lot of the decisions that he's had to make. Uh, it makes sense it makes sense that he would give it to Tiffany it makes sense if I was in his position I was like you gotta find you gotta increase your odds and of course no one would expect Tiffany Uh, and if they were to expect Tiffany like the 33% chance uh, you're casting a really wide net it's it's not entirely worth it Uh, and you have to give it up to the editors as well because no, none of us saw it coming because Tiffany wasn't in, in this conversation. So yeah, you it, never thought it would be her as an option to hold on to it. That is something that is frustrating about the use of the flashback structure is that we don't have as the audience all the information that, right. that uh, the players have at any given moment. Um, so I guess it makes for better like surprise viewing, but it takes yes. away a little bit of like the thrill of, uh, of, of us knowing as the players know uh, right. give and take it's a new development that that i am that i sometimes appreciate yeah sometimes it drives me crazy i'm always evie like says, ah, of yeah. course i didn't see it coming i didn't i didn't know exactly well evie says thank you to liana and jeff is like why do you say that well liana had had told evie all day that they were safe and xander was going to play the idol on them but then she's out here trying to steal Xander's idol. So clearly we're not as close as we were. And Liana, who is still a little bit butthurt, says the game is cutthroat and you have to do what you have to do, but she respects the move. Liana. Now, right. Now things are going to get even more interesting. Liana leans, leans over to Shan to say that Evie doesn't have protection now. And Shan is like, yes, she does. Evie has the idol. It's time to start the scramble. 
Deshaun whispers to Erica to ask if she's willing to vote for Sydney. Liana bolts up, and now we have a live tribal. Before we discuss the specifics, how do you feel about live tribals ever since basically Malcolm broke it a couple seasons ago? My feeling about live tribal is that it is the reality of the game now. It just is the yes. reality of the game. So I can't complain if, if Jeff were to say like, everyone stay in your seats, like, okay, that's another new rule. But for now, I, I, that's the way the game's evolved and there's Absolutely. no preventing them not to. When people complain about live tribal, I'm like, well, you would do the same thing. Bully. Uh, uh, you would do the same thing. It's, and it's exciting for me as a viewer because yep. you get to see if people's alliances can test like the real intense fight or flight responses. Uh, Absolutely. So that that part of it's exciting. It's a given. So this, the gameplay absolutely. is exciting as well when when you've got to make your decisions beforehand and just trust. This was one of those tribals where the editors did a lot of picking and choosing whose mic they wanted to pick up and share with us. Like we didn't hear what Evie said, but we heard Tiffany's response to them. Ricard tells Deshaun to vote for Sid. Evie tells Sydney to vote for Deshaun. In a game of math that literally no hydrated hungry person can do on the spot. Liana is trying to figure out if Shan should use her extra vote to place on Sydney, but Shan thinks they have the numbers. Shan tells Tiffany to vote Sydney, but she's like, Evie's name is still out there, decoy or truth? I don't know. Jeff will say that he has a great seat and tells Erica, look what she caused. Now listen, I've been shitting on her all episode. The fact that she is sitting in her seat while everyone, including Heather, is involved in conversations, it's not a good sign for her. That I really, when I saw Heather sneaking her way through the crowd, I was like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> because Erica still sitting, I, oh, poor girl. You're, yeah. you're on the bottom. Oh my gosh. She, she has, has no to. idea. She has to. Now, we have Evie and Xander trying to convince Nasir that Deshaun is against him, who tells that to Sydney. Shan tells Jeff they are done. Deshaun doesn't want to vote because it's, they got more game to go. He does take a moment to give Xander props for his badass move. If it is tonight, he's been exposed, but one more second. He goes to Shan to ask if Tiffany heard them, and she's like, it's Sid. But he's like, no, no, did she hear you? And Shan says they have the numbers. Deshaun is like, no, we need to do Evie, which now prompts Tiffany to ask Sander and Evie if she should play the extra vote. And again, they think they have the numbers. Y'all, th th they're not ready to vote. Um, I don't know if there's like a time limit, but throw out everything you just saw because we're doing another scrambling live tribal. What was absolutely iconic about each time, though, is when Shan sat down and said, we're ready. Yep. And I said, that's, that's my girl. That's my girl. She's calling the shots. So we literally have two groups of people on either side of the tribal set. Nasir is with Sydney, Tiffany, Evie, and Xander. The rest are Heather, Erica, Shan, Deshaun, Danny, Ricard, and Liana. Nasir is called over, and now Evie is like, oh, okay, we don't have the votes. Shan will tell her team to split the votes on Sid and Evie, as they can only use one idol on one person. Evie floats the idea of playing the idol for Sydney, who was literally begging for it. But now it's time to vote because you got to do it at some point. Jeff returns with the urn and asks if anyone has anything to play. 
We get that ominous camera pan to see if anyone will reveal anything. It's Sydney who played the shot in the dark. Honestly, very smart move as if she did get it, Evie could have gotten the idol and Deshaun would have gone home. Unfortunately, she did not pull the right scroll, so she is not safe. Now it's time to, for Tiffany to make a decision, play the idol or not. Xander tells her no, Evie tells her yes, and if I were Tiffany, I'd be like, I don't know. What would you do if you were Tiffany? Oh, gosh. I I think Tiffany made the right decision in listening to Xander. Yeah. I think that's a smart move. I think if I was in that situation, my sh- the sheer emotion of it, I think would I would have played the idol for Evie. I think in the moment, at least the way that it was edited, the stakes felt so high. And I, I did fear that Evie would go home. And in the case that the shot in the dark was not played and uh, Sydney had used her vote, uh, then things could have gone differently. Um, yeah. And a revote, et cetera. Like who's to say who would have gone where? So I think I would exactly. have played, I think I would have played the idol, honestly. Well, Tiffany does not play it. Xander tells Evie she is good. And well, that almost blew up in his face. The votes are five for Sydney, four for Evie, three for Deshaun. Sydney is out of here. Now, for those who actually can do math, let's do the let's discuss it. We have 12 votes. If Sydney could not vote, where did the extra vote come from? Deshaun played major defense and played his extra vote on Evie, though that would not have mattered as Sydney still had the majority of votes. Did Deshaun make the right move playing his extra vote? Um I guess so. I mean, I think that I think if Evie had not gone home and like, I think it would have ended up backfiring. So I think yeah. I, right decision. I, I That's what I would do. Now, um, did anyone that. know he had that though? So are they um, going to be surprised when they get back to the beach and be like, where did that 12 vote come from if Sydney couldn't vote? I will be surprised if they come to that conclusion sure at all um we'll see yeah. i don't know if anyone is even going to process that yeah i mean i would not have processed it if i didn't look at the uh, survivor wiki to make sure i knew who voted for who but yeah it, it was a curious thing and i i was a little surprised that um deshaun played it Deshaun, um, seemed on, Deshaun seemed like he forgot that he even had an extra vote right. that could have come to him. Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, it was his first time at Tribal, and I think if um, he didn't wasn't going to play it, we may not have seen the editor show us that he had it, but um, maybe they would have because it would have been his first time getting it, so who knows. But I got some burning questions for you to wrap up the podcast. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Were all the twists and all the confusion worth it in the end? Did we have a legendary survivor moment? Yes, it was absolutely legendary in that it it was giving gag on gag. I think that had to have been the longest tribal in history uh, in, terms of like actually, in terms of what was actually televised. Like who knows how long it was in real life. Uh, I think that in itself is iconic. And the exchange and sub- a subsequent fallout between Liana and uh, Xander. So incredible to watch. 
we'll see if it remains up there. I think what is the real important takeaway is uh, Tiffany's position as a player. So Absolutely. we'll see where Tiffany goes. Uh, and I think depending on what her and Xander's arc ends up being, uh, Evie as well, I think they emerge the three main characters from this. So yeah, we'll it, it'll be interesting. Them to win. For me, I would think it was worth it all in the end. I know I was shitting on it every episode, every podcast episode up until this point, being like, too many twists, too confusing. But it did make us have such great television. For me, this is maybe slightly better um, of a merge tribal than the Kagiyan, which I still think is the best merge tribal we've ever had on the show. Oh, um, incredible. Brilliant. Um, this one was really good, and it's going to go down in history. This, this episode will be... I'm going to say it. Hot take. One of the top 10 uh, episodes in Survivor history. Wow. See, what's the only difference, though, is that we don't, Sydney doesn't end up on the jury. Correct. Um, yeah. I'm okay with that, though. I would love to see her be snarky in Ponderosa. I, I you would know live for her question. I would live for her question. Absolutely. Are, are, would you be someone who would ask, like, uh, um, Sue Hawk, uh, Reed? Kelly like bitchy question or, or are uh, you gonna go even further and be Corinne my question I'm a very emotional person and very I emotional pull I would I would see to be a very emotional player and that if I if I god forbid ended up on the jury I would implore from from a very wounded hurt place the logic that that got me there. Fair. That's fair. All right. Who's in danger, girl? Unfortunately, we all know who is in danger, and that is Erica, simply because she is dispensable. Um, yeah. And sometimes you have those dispensable players who you can let ride because um, they are so, you know, goaty. But yeah. Erica seems to think that she is going to win Survivor. Uh, so she, it makes her dangerous because I don't think she is trustworthy to anyone, much less wanted by any tribe. Uh, so I think that variable taken out of the equation makes her very, very dispensable. I, I, I fully agree with you. I think she played this tribal terribly. Um, she made enemies. She's being used as a number. I think for um, the other side, the ones who didn't really have a great night, they should refigure themselves and, and, and agree with Xander um, and the rest of the Yasa and be like, okay, let's just get rid of Erica. Let's reconfigure, get our ducks back in a row. Just get rid of her next. She's, we don't need her. Yeah. Um, Erica needed to vote with um, Xander, Tiffany, and Evie. She she needed to have allies. She saved them. They would take her in. That's another number that would have helped, and it could have. They could have gotten Deshaun out that way. But I don't. I don't know if they didn't pull Erica in, or if Erica really thought she was being taken in. I think she just really played herself, and she should be the next vote. Um, I it think would be super easy. herself thinking that she was going to end up in the majority and the way yep. that it fell, which again, like she thinks she made this big move, but she really didn't make a move. She made the decision that anyone would make, which is giving herself immunity. Uh, yeah. I would say 
there are rare exceptions in which you would want to say prove yourself to the your original tribe that got rid of you that right i can think of one out of 10 people that would do that um the game forced her to make a 50 50 decision that she did not make an iconic game move despite her despite what she may think yep so she needed to prove herself in her gameplay in this tribal and she didn't i ask it every week after seven episodes the winner of the season is oh god oh my gosh my gut is telling me shan I think I root for her so hard. Like I would love to see it be Shan. Unfortunately, she is playing so strong that I mm-hmm. don't know if she can pull it off. Um, that said, a final, a final three is emerging. I we'll see if anyone can can take out um, Evie, Xander, and Tiffany. So I really love Shan, and I've said it every week that I think it's the Shan show. Shan's going to win. In looking at a good, cohesive character arc, this is the moment she needed to have her down moment. Now she can regain her power. I don't know if she has it now because she did play very hard now. This is going to shock people. I think someone who bolted up to the top and has two targets ahead of her and then can have other targets because she will be a number. I think we have potentially a win for Tiffany. Tiff- Tiffany. Yes. And she's just so likable. Yeah. Um, and with Xander and Evie as shields, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. And Lord knows we're going to have some more crazy twists and things. So oh, fully. Between the three of them who are, you know, always stumbling into something, I'm sure another advantage is in their future. I'm sure some challenge wins are in Xander's future. Um, Absolutely. And we'll see. They have such a core team, a guaranteed mm-hmm. like final three with each other that to pull to pull someone in there that gives you final four final five and then see if i would i would go for that and there's so yep. little trust uh in the other tribe mates that i think those relationships will carry them far uh, and that's why last week they're like we have the luva we haven't gone to the tribal we don't know where the splinters are you figured them out tonight well gee they couldn't even they couldn't even lose a <laughs> I'd figure out how to lose a competition on purpose. So yep, I agree. Their well, their teamwork skills. We'll see. Well, it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast. Where can the listeners find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects coming up? You can find me uh, on Instagram at Reese Havoc NYC. That's Reese like Witherspoon Havoc, the way it's spelled in the dictionary, uh, NYC. So. Uh, and I put all my, you know, upcoming gigs, projects on there. That's the best way to find me. And, you know, watch my survivor number. If you love survivor and you love drag, then we can be absolute best friends. Well, I'm excited, bestie. I'm, we're going to do this again soon. Yes. Oh my goodness. I listen, I could talk about survivor for literal hours. So (laughs) I'm here for it. it. It was a pleasure. And the queen says queen.
A mega thanks to Reese for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theorthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. 